Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hey guys, this is a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Lindsay. And today we are starting the Raven Cycle Ooh. with The Raven Boys, written by Maggie Stiefvater. Stiefvater? Stiefvater. Well, um, that's a hard yeah. last name. I was going to say. <laughs> what is English? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Uh, today's opening question is gonna be like, "What's your favorite accent?" Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What's I yours? thought of this one because um, there's like a southern, but like Virginia southern accent mm-hmm. mentioned multiple times in this one. Uh, so my favorites would probably be <laughs> British, mm-hmm. Irish, Scottish, Australian, and then this particular form of southern. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, Irish and Scottish for sure, and Welsh. Ooh, mm-hmm. uh, Korean accents. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess Boston accents fun. That, Whenever yeah. I hear that, I'm just like ooh, coffee. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and like my mom's side of the family, um, they're originally from New York area. Oh my gosh. So whenever we have family get-togethers and they get heated or kind of oh drunk their new york accents come out my mom That's moved amazing. when she moved because she's on the younger side she was five so she doesn't oh. really have one but her older sisters do how funny yeah and they say coffee like coffee, coffee. <laughs> i want some coffee yeah. Uh, yeah. that's amazing oh, i love accents <laughs> which is funny because people always say that like us californians have accents but californians are like no we don't we have no accent at all. right like nothing <laughs> i think there is like a slight way that we tend to say things that i think is just more relaxed than like other states yeah or we have um it's called vocal fry there you go when it gets kind of like a like oh my god like ugh. yeah <laughs> that's vocal fry <laughs> ah, that's the word for <laughs> which it which is not good for your vocal cords <laughs> no of course not <laughs> but we do it yeah but yeah i hope we don't have too much vocal fry oh no i don't think so if you don't like californian accents i'm sorry i'm terribly sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh minnesota minnesota Tiny soda. Accents, yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't you know don't you know because <laughs> i listen to a wine and crime Oh, and are they from Minnesota? Yeah, they're from Minnesota. Oh my so, god! And it's the three of them, so they kind of like feed off of each other. Of so course. their accents really come out, and they sound like your your aunt from Minnesota. And just, oh my like, god! I love that's them. amazing. <laughs> I love accents so freaking much. Yeah, that's that'd be like such a cool job to coach people, be like an accent dialect right? teacher. Right. Mm. I wonder how much they get paid, like for movies and stuff. Probably a lot. Mm. Interesting. Like a personal tutor, basically. It's really funny because like we talk in like weird british accents all the time but mm-hmm. it always throws me off when like a british actor sits there like in mid-conversation and will just like drop to their american accent yeah, like and Tom i'm just Holland. yeah and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> stop that <laughs> oh, yeah. so weird. Mm-hmm. all right so i'm gonna be doing the summary for today so Ooh. i'm so sorry i'm gonna try to keep this <laughs> under two hours <laughs> All you right. can do it because you talk ridiculously fast. <laughs> I, I don't understand how I can talk ridiculously fast, but then every time I look down, I'm just like, oh, that already says an hour and a half and we're not even halfway through the book. Mm-hmm. So terribly sorry, but here we go. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of a smaller book, so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. It's no Raven King. <laughs> that is true. Oh, goodness. All right. Okay. So our story starts with Blue Sergeant and her Aunt Neve at a cemetery that's on a church grounds on St. Mark's Eve, waiting for the dead to come. 
Blue and her family are there every year on St. Mark's Eve to take down the names of people who will die in the next 12 months because they're a family of psychics, all but Blue. Mm-hmm. And Blue is more of like a battery or like um Yeah. Yeah. Like she helps psychic people be a little bit more stronger. Or she helps like the magic, quote unquote, around her be a little bit more stronger. Mm-hmm. Which I think is so cool. Right. Yeah. I love her so much. <laughs> uh, so obviously right off the bat, we're going to cast Blue. And um, I found really cool descriptions of everybody. So Blue is five feet tall with a compact build and an ambiguous ethnicity. Her dark hair is short, cut in a bob, but it is technically possible to pull back and short enough to require a handful of multicolored hair clips to do successfully. She has large eyes, dubious eyebrows, and a curious (laughs) mouth. Dubious. (laughs) Blue's personal style is loud and eccentric, and she likes to layer loose patterns, shirts, and hand-shredded dresses for truly unique aesthetic. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. I love her. I love her so much. (laughs) Okay, I'll go first, I guess. So my blue sergeant is an actress named Blue Hunt. And she's in The New Mutants. That's the main thing I know her from. But I was thinking about her. I was like, oh, that girl from The New Mutants. And she is um, Native American. Nice. Which is how I always pictured Blue to be. Right. And then when I was like, oh, that girl. I wonder what her name is. I looked it up. I'm like, oh, my God. Her name is fucking Blue. That's amazing. But it's B-L-U, not B-L-U-E. Eh, close enough. Um, That's awesome. That's my Blue. And look at her. She's... That's a Blue. That's perfect. (laughs) Um, So mine is Daphne Keen. Oh, yeah. yeah. So when you casted her for Coraline, I was like, God damn it. Because <laughs> I've had her casted for Blue for like months. I love her. I love her too. And I, I basically her performance in Logan, I like how scrappy she is mm-hmm. and how very much like, eh. also she's like a badass. I was like, ah, she could be Blue. Yeah. She's definitely someone that could just be with a bunch of guys and right. totally rise up and be. Right. You know. And she is a halfy, So she's half Hispanic, half white. But she speaks like fluent Spanish. It's insane. I found a interview and I was like, damn. Um, oh, also, I found the ages for everybody. So Blue is supposed to be 17, Daphne 16. So mm. I'm like, Perfect. Mm, right. All of mine are in their 20s. Ah. Because I have like a thing with like casting, not just like me personally, but in general, mm-hmm. whenever it's like book to movie adaptations. You can make a 20-year-old a teenager. You can make a 30-year-old a 20-year-old, like, backwards. But you can't go, like, a 30-year-old's going to play a teenager. A 40-year-old's going to play in their 20s. Like, that doesn't really match up. So all of mine are, like, in their 20s. Ah. I tried really hard to keep them all within the teenage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're good at that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I also think, like, um, kid actors have really stepped it up. Yeah. Like, I remember when we were little, like, little, when we were younger, (laughs) like, pretty much any show you watched if there was a high schooler they were like 20 to 30 yeah but i feel like now like, vampire diaries they're mm, vampire in di- their 30s. glee like glee they're yeah. all in their 30s and so i thought it like but these days in age like with um certain mm-hmm. shows and stuff that are out there i feel like kid acting has really like bumped it up a notch and yeah. they're really awesome mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> yes so there's our blues <laughs> okay so back in the church waiting for the dead to come well, they're Naturally. not really dead. They're spirits of those who are going to die in the next six months. They come and talk to them and they write down their names. But yes, Neve starts seeing spirits and Blue is taking down names when suddenly Blue is surprised to see a spirit of a teenage boy. She asks his name and he says Gansey. But when she asks, is that all? He says, that's all there is. And Gansey is wearing a uniform of a prestigious local school called Aglin B Academy. <laughs> <laughs> But his facial features are indistinct, and when she asks Neve why she can see the boy, Neve explains that it means either that Blue will kill him or that he is her true love. Which gets Blue very flustered mm. because her entire life she's always been told that she will kill her true love, 
by kissing him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Blue's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I think it's kind of adorable because Blue, like I said, is only a battery. She's not actually a psychic. So when she sees him, she's like, Neve, I, 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 I can see oh, one. Neve. What is this? <laughs> she's like, what is this? And Neve's like, well, get his name. Like, come on. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's what we're here for. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> so, yeah, the next chapter, we meet the boys themselves. Oh, I love I love this book so much. Okay, uh, the, the chapter opens up with Gainsey sitting on the side of the road with his broken down old Camaro that he calls the pig, who's also bright orange. I love it. Uh, he calls Ronan to come pick him up, even though he's already missed most of his classes. And he also tells him to pick up Adam, which I love this because Ronan's like, oh, I thought you were dead at a ditch. And Gansey's like, no, dude, like my car just broke down. Did you take me like, did you get notes from class? And Ronan's like, no, I thought you were dead. <laughs> Fucking I love their friendship. <laughs> right? So He's much. like, of course I didn't get notes for you. I thought you were dead. It's like great, Ronan. I love you. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the boys are trying to fix the car, so all Ronan shows up with Adam and they try to fix it. Uh, Gansey explains to them that he spent the night at a church on St. Mark's Eve with a recording device, hoping to get something, and he did. He's just not sure what it is. Mm-hmm. He shows it to them, and all you can hear is him saying his name, a girl asking, "Is that it?" And then him saying, "That's all there is." And then there's nothing else in the recording. And he said he was there, he was looking out, like, out at the church, and he saw nothing, not a single soul, living or undead, mm-hmm. and, but he somehow got this recording. So they're like, ooh. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Adam who's just like, you should have, like, a psychic, like, look at it. And so they decide to call the psychics at 300 Fox Way and ask about the recording and then head to Nico's Pizza where they're meeting up Declan, who's Ronan's older brother, who I decided we're going to cast in the yeah, next book. when he's more Yeah, when prominent. he's not... Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're just going to cast the boys back to back to back because. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Gansey's first. Gansey is described as a handsome with an all-American war hero look to him. He's square build, tousled brown hair, hazel eyes, and a strong straight nose. His school uniform with its raven monogram, tie, and chinos is impeccable. At home, Gansey wears a different kind of uniform, khaki shorts, colorful shirts, and topsiders. And Maggie's said, oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. And boat shoes. Yeah, and his boat shoes. That's like the first thing that comes to my mind. When oh, I and he wears contact lenses to correct his poor vision and dons wired frame glasses in private. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he chews mint leaves? Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. He has a mint plant. Never explained why he does no, that. No, he just has like... a mint plant and he takes off the leaves and we'll just throw them in his pocket or we'll Dear chew on God. him for random reasons. Little weirdo. Okay, so my... Richard Gansey the third mm-hmm. is Alex Wolf. Ooh, oh, I know exactly who yeah. that is. He's yes. from Hereditary. Mm-hmm. I found pics on his Instagram because he's more like social media. Yeah, yeah. And they're perfect. Yes, he's in. What else is he in? Jumanji, old. Uh, I don't know. He just like matched how I pictured Gansey, like tousled curly hair. Right. Yes. And then look at him next to my blue. <laughs> look at them. Aww. Yes. Adorable. And obviously, he's very, like, kind of scruffy in these pictures, so right. you'd have to be all... Which is really uh, funny, because uh, Gandhi's, like, trying to grow facial hair, and he yeah. can't <laughs> the life of him. <laughs> and I love it. Uh, all right, yeah. so my Gansey is Jaden Martell, who you will know from It. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was almost my Adam, but I kept coming back to him, and I was just like, oh. And then, like, I watched, ooh, I watched <laughs> interviews, um... And it's kind of funny because he's very, like, kind of jittery in interviews. He's very much like, oh, um, uh, uh." and I was like, oh, it's very Adam. But there's just something about him that I was like, nah, he'd make a good Gansey. (laughs) So, yeah, or Gansey or however you pronounce it. So, yeah, Yeah, I flip between. Mostly I say Gansey. 
Right. Because it seems more fun to say. Right. All right. Up next is Ronin. Oh, Ronin. Ronin has an intimidating presence. He is quite tall and muscular with a shaved head and blue shark-like eyes. He is described as a pale-skinned, dark-haired Celtic sort. Adam thinks Ronan has nice eyelashes, and Ronan's wardrobe is mostly grunge, featuring black muscle tees, expensive jeans, and a leather jacket. He wears five knotted leather <laughs> bands on his wrist. His aglimpy uniform is deliberately rumpled, and with his... <laughs> Stop laughing. With his tie-worn, loose, and sloppy, he has a tattoo of a Celtic knot covering his entire back with a creeping nape of his neck, and the knot is interwoven with objects from Ronan's dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I just love how you snuck in... Adam thinks that Ronan has very nice eyelashes. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, he does. Okay. Just saying. So my Ronan is Taylor Johnson Smith. He's from Shadow in the Cloud. And the name sounds really familiar. Sharp Objects. Oh. And I tried to find a picture of him with like a buzz Shaved cut. hair. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And yeah, he's a, he looks older, but he's like 23. This oh, actor, nice. Which is insane. Right. Yeah, Shadow in the Cloud is that one random, like, time travel, um, uh, like, war story thing mm. with Chloe Moritz or something. The one with from uh, Kick-Ass, you know, the little girl? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that, yeah. like, newer one where she has, like, short hair. And For he's, sure. like, the love interest in that. Oh. That movie's pretty fun. It's not, like, amazing, but it's fun. And For when sure. I saw him in that, I was like, you'd make a good Ronin if Aww. you shaved your head. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Gansey's supposed to be 17. Jaden Martell is 18. Mm-hmm. And then Ronan's supposed to be 17. And my Ronan is Aiden Gallagher, who is from... I know this name. Yeah. It's from Bella oh, Academy. <laughs> I yes. love him. I love him so much. And just, like, the sassiness that he has in Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. I'm just like, ah, yes. And look at those eyes. Look at them eyes. Yeah. And, yeah. I don't know what he would look like with a completely shaved head, because mm-hmm. currently he's growing out his hair. <laughs> so I'm just like, <laughs> whale. <laughs> But yes, He's I think my favorite he could pull in off Ronan. Academy. Mine too. So yes, yes. and he is 18. Mm-hmm. And last but certainly not least, because he's my Sortly. favorite, <laughs> is Adam. Uh, Adam is slim and tall with an angular build. His deep set eyes are blue and pretty enough to be a girl's. His hair is dusty color and unevenly chopped. He is tanned and has fine fine bone face with a downturned mouth after a horrible beating from his father adam mm. is deaf in his left ear oh i forgot about that and uh, ronan finds adam's hands to be especially beautiful <laughs> with a jutting thumb prominent veins and long fingers his aglumby academy uniform <laughs> is second hand and when he wears it he hopes people do not notice the thread bare shoulder mm. Mm. so adam was so fucking hard for me to cast he was the last person i casted and it took me I feel like it took me years. It only took me yeah. an hour. I was so. I was going back and forth between like five actors yeah. for him because I'm just like, but like Blue and Gansey were just like automatic. This is them. I picked them like months ago. Like you, you remember when I told yes. you? But Adam, I was. Just I like, know. I don't fucking know. Like we knew we were eventually going to do these books, but yeah. out of nowhere, Bridget just looks at me and goes, "I love my Blue and Gansey," and I'm like, "You <laughs> casted them already? Like holy shit!" Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Gansey is my favorite like character almost. Out of most books, so of course. But that's how Adam, I feel about Adam. <laughs> I have a love hate for Adam. Oh, <laughs> but I adore Adam. I love so all much. the boys. But okay, so my Adam is a uh, Miles Heiser. He's from Thirteen Reasons Why, Parenthood. Oh, and he looks like a baby Logan Learman. Yeah, yeah, like a blonde Logan Learman. Yeah. Oh, um, he's definitely like this generation's Logan Learman. I would excellent, say. Excellent. And all the stuff that he's been in. Uh, Love Simon. He's in oh. there. Yeah, he's like. Young 20s. He just looks like Adam. Look at him. 
looks he like does. a sad boy. He's a very good sad boy in everything oh, he's I in. I love sad boys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So mine is he. Oh, Adam is supposed to be 17 and Louis Partridge or Louis Partridge is 18 and he is from Enola Holmes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. With the, yeah. Yes, yes, I know exactly this. <laughs> yes, he plays like a puppy dog boy very well, which I feel like oh. Adam is in the beginning. So, me, Adam. Adam. Let's think of that vine. Remember that vine I sent you guys? <laughs> which I didn't so, understand until yeah. like months later after I read all of them because you and Jane watched it and you guys mm-hmm. were busting up laughing. And then I was like, I want to know. So I started reading the books and he sent it to me again and I was also busting up laughing. Adam. It's great <laughs> shit, man. Is this real life? Look at all those chickens. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, speaking of Jane, she will be joining us on these because she definitely read these with us. Things just happened. And so we're doing this one without her. But she will be on the second one. And you guys will be able to get all of her casting as well for the boys. So, yeah. All right. So 300 Foxway, the sidekicks that they are going to call, uh, just happens to be where Blue and her family (laughs) A family of all female psychics live. Uh, That morning, Blue also missed school because she was super drained from letting spirits pass through her while she talked to the ghost boy. Uh, We find out that Blue is, oh, yeah, somewhat of a battery for psychics. Uh, She asks her mother, Mara, if there is any way to prevent the boy from dying. And she is sad to inform Blue that no, no matter what Blue does, that boy is going to die. Blue tells her mother that she has work tonight at Nico's Pizza, which is where the boys are going. So, fun. (laughs) So I figured this is when we can cast Mara because after this, she kind of is in it a lot. So Mara is described as a taller version of her daughter, Blue, with similar dark brown hair, high cheekbones. She wears trademark tattered jeans and has a preference for going barefoot, which is implied to be connected to her magical powers. So my Mara is Julia Jones. She's from Twilight. And what else is she? Uh, Wind River. perfect. Yeah, she just looks like she could be my Blue's mom. Right. And she is 40, 42. I believe. So I imagined that could when be like I yeah, 40s. when I looked up they are supposed to be anywhere from like late, late 30s, 30s to yeah. early 40s. So yeah. my Mara Sargent is Hannah Simone and you will know her as Cece from New Girl. Oh. Yeah, she's, she's 41. So right. <laughs> All right. So Adam goes with Declan to Mammoth Manufacturing, which is the huge like warehouse where Ronan, <laughs> Gansey, Ronan mm-hmm. and Noah all live. Um, but yeah, he walks his brother there and they pick up the boys for pizza and the, through Adam, we find out that the boys are looking for a ley line. And then, of course, Declan tells Gansey to give a speech about Glendower because Declan brought his like then girlfriend, Ashley. Oh, yeah. And is kind of like <laughs> showing them to her. Like, it's really weird. Like what he does. It's kind of like a look at my friend's brothers and how freaky they are, like mm-hmm. or how weird they are. Like, it's kind of shitty. Declan, but it's fine. Yeah, he, Declan asked Gansey to give a speech about Glendower and why he decided to move to Henrietta of all places. And that's when we kind of figure out that Gansey is in search of this sleeping king that is said to be buried on the ley line and he's said to be magical. And like when you wake him up, he gives you like a wish or something, but he's just looking for him because of a certain life situation that we find about later. But anyways, <laughs> but yes, while Declan uh, gives his current girlfriend a tour of the place, Noah... Um, my beloved comes out of his room to make an appearance i love noah with all my heart we all love noah so yeah well, obviously we're gonna cast noah noah is described as being grubby and smudgy <laughs> with comb back fair hair he has a dark smudge on his cheekbone beneath his left eye which is a result of something that happens later on that we find out uh <laughs> noah is also always seen wearing his aglamy academy uniform because it was uh 
something that he was wearing. <laughs> I don't want to talk. <laughs> I didn't read these. It's his favorite thing to wear. It's his favorite thing to wear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out later. Okay. Anyways, who'd you uh, guess is Noah? <laughs> okay, my Noah is Charlie Plummer. He's in Looking for Alaska. Oh, the Hulu yeah. Series. He just has a sweet look to him. He looks like Noah. My. Oh, he's kind of wearing like a uniform outfit. Right? I, I was going to say, that's kind of perfect. Aha. <laughs> uh, Noah is supposed to be 17. So I picked 16-year-old uh, Noah. Oh. Also Noah. <laughs> uh, Schnapp? Schnapp? But he's from uh, Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. I feel like he plays a very good ghostly boy. Ghost sad boy. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> okay. Isn't he perfect? Stranger Things, his soul is, like, not in his body. For exactly. All three exactly. seasons almost. Exactly. Um, I feel like any scene of him, like, in the Upside Down, when he's kind of, like, freaking out, I'm like, ah, there's Noah. Mm-hmm. And I just think it'd be adorable for Noah to play Noah, so. You are playing <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Honestly, you're playing yourself if you were in Stranger Things. All right. So, Declan was going to bring the girlfriend by because he thought Ronan had tennis practice. Ronan ditched it so he could surprise his brother. Uh, the Lint boys what get into that? it. Surprise. Because <laughs> well, it's like, surprise, bitches. <laughs> but yes, uh, the Lint bros get into it and Declan, the girlfriend, leave and the boys, minus Noah, decide to go to Nico's anyways. Back at the academy, we are introduced to Barrington Welk. I just Mm -hmm. remembered that I did not cast him. That's fun. A Latin teacher at the academy, he bumps into another teacher, and they have a brief discussion about the boys, uh, and the teacher discloses to Welk that Gansey was going on and on about St. Mark's Day and ley lines, and this catches Welk's attention and reminds him of his glory days with his roommate, Mm -hmm. because they also were looking for ley lines, because, like I said, uh, Glendower and, like, the ley lines are very powerful and will grant you wishes. Yeah. So, yeah. This is where we were supposed to cast folk, but... <laughs> and Henrietta's, like, super spooky, so... Yeah. It's kind of... Yeah. So he has short black hair and his disproportionately large features that make him look younger than he really is. <laughs> but he's not that old to begin with, because uh, he went to Aglenby Academy about, like, seven years ago. Yeah, he's supposed to be, like, in his late 20s, I mm-hmm. think. Something like that. That young teacher that everyone has a crush on, probably. I don't know about this one. Yeah. Okay. He teaches Latin. So my... I did cast him. Um, I forgot. Penn Badgley. Ooh. Yes. He plays a very good. That Perfect. Like, something's wrong with him. <laughs> right. You. I haven't hello? seen you. Oh, my God. Just like. I know. <laughs> red flags. Right. And Gossip Girl. I was going to say, he does play a pretty shifty character in Gossip Girl, too. Yeah. So. But he's, like, very handsome. Very handsome. Right. And but would also, be... you're just like, there's something oh, sus about this guy. Perfect. I know. I love that. <laughs> that is awesome. He can be your Welk, too. There you go. <laughs> we both casted... <laughs> what? You look at that. It finally happened again. We both casted the same person. Shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, brilliant casting by the both of us. Anyways. <laughs> As at Nico's, Blue is working... That night when uh, four students from Aglabine come in and her clairvoyant mother, it's kind of funny because as the reader, we know exactly who those boys are, but Blue does not. So mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because Blue notices these four Aglabine boys, cough, cough, are Raven boys. Yeah. One of them's on the phone and he hangs up. And as soon as he hangs up, her phone goes, or no, the phone for the restaurant goes off. And they're like, oh, it's your mom. And she's like, guess what? That Gansey boy, he just called and he booked an appointment with us. And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> So it's amazing. So Gansey's supposed to be coming tomorrow because that's the earliest that Mara could get him to come in. And Blue's like, I'll be there. So yeah. <laughs> like, who the fuck is this ghost boy? Exactly. So one of the boys at the table that we know, Raven boys, 
uh, tells Blue that his friend thinks that she's cute, but Blue dislikes privileged raven boys and is mm-hmm. not interested. This changes when she's approached by Adam, who's the friend. Gansey called her over and said, hey, my friend thinks you're cute. It ends up being Adam. Um, he attends Aglenby on a partial scholarship and when they, like, he kind of stays afterwards and it's just like, hey, like, I think you're pretty and I'm sorry, like, I didn't mean for my friend mm-hmm. to act like that. Um, she notices that he's kind of not like the other Raven boys and so she kind of is like, oh, okay, maybe this one's different and she gives him adam her number which is so cute Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay so she also finds well she finds a journal we as the reader once again know that it's gansey's journal because it's filled with ley line stuff and of king glendower but gansey left it at the restaurant so Mm -hmm. blue now has it and that night gansey wakes up in the middle of the night uh to a missing ronin and he calls adam and the search begin and noah suggests to go look at the church gansey finds him there drunk with a random new baby bird that he (laughs) calls chainsaw (laughs) My favorite character. <laughs> Honestly. Best character Aww. development for sure. <laughs> Every time I see a crow, I'm just like, Chainsaw. chainsaw. <laughs> oh, man. Her name uh, is Chainsaw. <laughs> I love it so much. This itty bitty baby bird. You can't name it. Her name's Chainsaw. <laughs> Alrighty then. Oh, Ronan. Uh, we get a brief chapter of Welk talking about how he and his roommate would also look for the ley lines in their spare time at the academy, and that is before Welk's father was arrested for shady shit in the, like, business area. He, like, gets arrested for fraud, and so their family fortune is taken away, and he was kicked out of the academy because he can no longer pay for it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, back at 300 Foxway, Blue is shouted at by Calla and her mother to get to school because she secretly shows, oh, to get to school, but she secretly shows the journal to Persephone mm-hmm. and to see what she thinks about all of it, the Sleeping King and whatnot, and Persephone, I put Percy because shorting things, mm-hmm. Percy tells her, uh, or Persephone tells her to just, um, that she should find out whose journal it is and then to find out if the Sleeping King is real. Um, so I figured now would be a good time to cast both Kala and Persephone. Yes. Because after this, they play like kind of a huge part. Um, so Persephone has had to have a large cloud of white blonde hair, <laughs> which reaches the back of her thighs. She normally wears dresses, elaborate frothy creations of quizzical smocks paired with plaid tights or crocheted leggings, aka Jane in the future. Yeah. Uh, the irises of her <laughs> eyes are a true mirror of black and her pupils are hidden in darkness. Uh, and then... She lives in the attic. Yes. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, yeah. Should we... Do you want to go first? Yeah. Amanda Seyfried. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. I and love it. I imagined her, like, a l- little bit younger than Kala and Mara. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just did. So, she... Amanda's, like, in her... I think she's 35 or mm-hmm. something. But, yeah. That's my Persephone. I don't need to say where she's from. No. I mean... <laughs> Everyone knows who she is. Mama Mia... <laughs> Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Persephone is Ivana Lynch, who played oh Luna Lovegood. I almost cast her. <laughs> I almost cast her. Right? Yeah. Because if Luna Lovegood is not a baby Persephone, I like, I don't know. And she's 30 now, so mm-hmm. I feel like she kind of fits in because uh, Hannah Simone is 41, and they're supposed to be, like, in their early 30s. Yeah. Or I'm late 30s. so but close to casting her. That's e- so funny. Right? She's I mean, literally her. <laughs> literally. I was like, she she already played her just as a child. So now she just voice. gets to play her. Yeah. Like sing-songy because, voice. yeah, mm-hmm. Blue even says she has a very, like, high-pitched sing-songy voice. Mm-hmm. And very it's very light and feathery and, like, fairy-like. And I'm just like, oh, you mean, like, Luna Lovegood? No. So, yes. And then Kala. Kala's skin is dark brown. And she has four tiny coyotes tattooed running along her spine. She's very muscular from practicing self-defense. And her hair is purple. Her purple hair is thought to be died and Kala enjoys wearing lipsticks and unconventional shades primarily plum mm-hmm. 
Who did you cast? So my Kala is Freema Agiman. I'm so horrible at her last name. <gasps> Doctor Who. I love her. <laughs> I almost Sensei, cast her. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love her so much. Kala. Who's Yay. yours? Um, so I know I've already used her, but I absolutely love her. That's so fine. uh Danai Guria mm-hmm. from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just I think the sass alone and very muscular. Yeah. I'm like, ah, perfection. Yes. Ready to fight everybody at all times. <laughs> it is sassy up the freaking yin yang. Like, yes, I love it. So mm-hmm. ah, great choices. Okay. Uh so basically, right. Later on that day, when Blue comes back, so much psychic shit happens in the 300 Fox way. So just prepare. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> first, Welk. Well, okay. So once again, us as the reader, we know it's Welk. The girls do not. But Welk comes in unannounced and throws some weird energy at Mara, gets thrown off and yells at him to get out. Like he comes in and goes, I need a reading. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. And they're like, well, we'll do, um, like, we'll all pull one card and we'll read it for you. And each time they're pulling out like the same card which is really weird because normally the decks don't agree yeah and all of a sudden mara pulls out a card that is for her it has a lot of blue energy on it because it looks like her it's the Mm -hmm. page of cups Mm -hmm. and it throws mara off completely and she's just like i don't like this and even blue can kind of feel it because blue sits in to give them like a little bit more clearance and like what they're trying to figure out with this guy and blue all of a sudden feels like kind of like a the way she describes it, it sounds like a borderline panic attack yeah and mara's just like nope get out of my house mm-hmm. and everyone's like what and he's like i am extremely insulted she's like i don't give a fuck get out of my house <laughs> she's like you've got to leave and you gotta I leave love now <laughs> yeah she's like get out and so that happens and they talk about it and freaking mara even looks at blue and is like if you ever see that man you run the other way mm-hmm. and i love kala because kala's like no no if you ever see that man you kick him in the balls then you run away <laughs> i'm like fantastic (laughs) but yeah so that happens so the energy is already kind of wacky and then the time the appropriate time for their appointment comes and goes and they're like oh maybe we told gansy the wrong day or something and then all of a sudden they're like there's this old car in the driveway (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's our boys it's It's our raven boy (laughs) right it's bright well orla orla who's like blue's cousin even says she's like it matches my nails fucking orla (laughs) and blue's like i think the last time she saw her nails was pink so i doubt it but then when Blue actually sees mm-hmm. the color of the car, she's like, oh, no, that's definitely in color. The Orla would yep. paint her nails. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah. So the Raven boys come in, and they also bring in weird energy. And Mara does a single card reading for Adam, and everything goes well. Ronan gets sassy, and it's just like, well, mm-hmm. you could have said that to anybody. And Cal is like, oh, really? So Cal puts him in his place by telling him that his father died because of a secret that he knows. And, Oof. yeah, because of a secret, and he knows what it is. And Ronan just smiles, and he's just like forget this i'm out of here and everyone's just like what just happened but cal is like bitch i will put you in your place like he's the last person that could be shut down so easily she yeah. says one and thing she he's literally like, does it in like a snap and i'm like yes i love it so much the two of them together <laughs> the shit that they would I do i love the characters so much right uh, i know i would die for all of them uh, so Gansey pulls Blue's card twice, and Mara's like, nope, pull again. Nope, pull again. Mm-hmm. And then finally he pulls the death card, and she's like, that's your card. And Kala's <laughs> like, really? You want to explain that one to him? And they never really get to, because once again, um, uh, Gansey's kind of like, whatever, the cards are whatever. I actually wanted to ask you guys about ley lines. And right off the bat, he can completely tell that the psychics are, like, lying to him, and that they're just like, I don't know what a ley line is. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to you on that. And he's just like, cut the shit tell me the truth he's like do you know something and you don't want to help me or do you really like not know something mm-hmm. and they're like mara straight up looks at him and goes i know something and i'm not going to help you and he's like okay then 
have a good day. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you. Right. Be it's, honest with him and he'll... Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, hmm. Uh, and, oh, and then Mara proceeds to tell Blue that she can never see them again because once again, she got bad vibes. Callum makes a comment about Ronan saying that he is way more raven than the other boys and that he is creating something and she just doesn't quite know what it is. So, because mm-hmm. she said he gives the same energy off as like a pregnant woman that came in not too many days ago. And Blue's like, so he's pregnant? She's like, no. <laughs> I mean, he's like creating something. Like he's creating life. Kind of, mm-hmm. sort of. But yes. Blue catches her aunt Neve doing some shifty scrying in the backyard. There's like this weird voice that tries to talk to Blue. Oh, yeah. And then Neve's like, oh, can we not tell your mother about this? And Blue's like, fuck that. Scrying is like some mm-hmm. scary shit. Scrying, you gotta be mm-hmm. careful with that shit. So that happens at night, and the next day, uh, Welk just decides that he's going to go through Gansey's things and finds out about Glendower because he finds all... Because Gansey, like, Glendower is the only thing that this boy can think of. So Mm -hmm. there's post-it notes, there's papers, everything, everywhere that this boy owns. There's something about Glendower. So he finds him, and he kind of sees that, like, if you find Glendower, he'll grant you a wish. And so Welk gets it in his head that, like, now he'll look for Glendower, and he'll ask him what he's been looking for the entire time, which is control of the ley line. He Mm -hmm. wants to control it because he thinks it'll give him, like, ultimate power, and it'll be better than being, like, super rich. Stupid. Super villain stuff. Honestly. I mean, with a name like that. Right. (laughs) Obviously Um, a villain. So back at 300 Foxway... I love this part. So Blue kind of like waits for Kala to get home and she's like, hey, you and I are going to sneak through Neve's stuff because I need to find out why she's here because of the super like creepy scrying. And Kala's like, you got it, dude. (laughs) And then randomly this car like shows up and they're like, who the heck is this? And it's a flower delivery. And Adam Parrish, the most beautiful boy in the world, sends Blue flowers. (laughs) And it's so cute. And in the card, he's like, I hope you still want me to call. And Blue's just like, oh my God. And like Blue's blushing and Kala's like, hmm must be nice what a southern gentleman on it <laughs> honestly uh he later calls blue and asks her to join them on a search of the ley line in gansey's helicopter which is really funny because he goes to hang out with ronin and he like he um he's having trouble like he's kind of figuring like oh, should i call her should i not call her and ronin says something sassy and finally he's like hand me your phone and he calls her and just invites her and ronin's like what the fuck and adam's like even if she says no the look on ronin's face is like <laughs> is all i needed from this whole thing um but she says yes Ba-ba-da-ba. oh she says yes to going exploring with them so they're in his helicopter that his sister i totally forgot about helen so maybe we'll cast mm-hmm. her later on i love um, helen uh, right me too like i was doing the summary and i was looking through the book again and it's like oh yeah helen's driving the helicopter and i was like fuck i forgot about helen but there's I, a lot of characters it's okay right we gotta but, save some we'll, we'll cast her later um but yeah so they're flying and i guess blue says something about like that's all there she says a certain sentence and it catches gansey off guard and he's just like wait a minute say that again and he kind of puts together that she's the one on the recording and she tells him that she saw his spirit but doesn't tell him where or why mm-hmm. she's just kind of like oh yeah I, I saw your spirit on i think she tells him that it's a ley line but she just kind of she tries to keep all the information a little hush hush but she's like yeah i saw your spirit and that's me on the recording and gansy's like cool cool <laughs> <laughs> and at that moment her and the boys make a pact to be truthful to each other in this while they search for the ley lines and glendower and all that mm-hmm. and while they're flying they see a shape of a raven and they're just like wow you gotta stop here and <laughs> helen's like you got two seconds and they end up following this road that leads into a forest where they find a pond with fish and gansy like has this whole moment with the fish because he's just like wait a minute he's like blue what color were these fish when we first got here and she's like black and he's like all right why are they red right now? And so basically the fish changed while they were there. And 
um, Adam and Ronan are kind of exploring on their own <laughs> off to the side and Adam like freaks out and he's just like, y'all need to come stand in this trunk, in this tree oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. tell me that I'm not losing my mind. And um, Blue's like, sure, I'll go in there. And Adam thinks that they're all seeing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So Adam like freaks out and like grabs Blue and he's like, you have to know, like I would never do that to him. And she she sees Gainsey and her kissing. And oh, so right. obviously when <laughs> she's like, Blue kind of freaks out. Like Adam, right? (laughs) Exactly. She's like, "Oh no!" And she knows that like that something's gonna happen with Gainsey because she saw his spirit. And so she kind of freaks out because Adam's like, "I would never do that to him." And Blue's like, "Well, I can't ask him what he saw because he's asked me what I saw, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to talk about that." (laughs) And Gansey also goes in there, and when he comes out, he claims that he saw Glendower. So Mm -hmm. it's just like, "What the fuck is up with this stump?" But later we find out that uh, Adam, what he saw was killing Gansey. So he's just like, what the fuck? Like, it's his fault that Gansey dies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, They head home and get gelato. And Gansey, in his head, he says that he senses rightness when he looks at Blue. Like, the search for Glendower never really started till she got here. So the next couple, like, days slash weeks are, like, a montage of them, like, going to libraries and Mm -hmm. getting more information because Gansey doesn't want to go all the way back to the forest just yet. He's like, I think we need to learn more before we go back. Um, So the gang gets gets together every once in a while to research and Blue hangs out with them the entire time and Gansey swears, oh yeah, they need more information. Weeks go by with them hanging out, gathering information, and Adam informs Gansey what he saw, which is Adam killing him. Mm-hmm. And Noah and Blue hit it off, and they're adorable together. Like, Noah, like, pets her hair, and Blue loves him, and it's so freaking cute! And Adam is slowly falling more and more for Blue, and is happy that she gets along with the boys so well, since it's his fault that she's there now. Mm-hmm. And Gainsey finally decides that it's time to return to the forest. So after weeks of, like, gathering information and figuring out, like, theories and stuff, they go back in the car which is hilarious i know this is driving all the way <laughs> it just drives all the way over they all squish into his little car and he's just like well if it starts we'll make it it's adorable but they finally get back and noah finds a rock that has writing on it and gansey and ronan know right away that it's latin and ronan translates it to say that the trees speak latin <laughs> and the second line says call it by its name which is cave's water so they discover that the trees in this mystical forest speak latin and that the forest has a name and it's cave water caves water it reminded me a lot of narnia right like the trees are alive oh right mm. it definitely gives me like narnia and like arthur vibes like merlin vibes harry potter for the forbidden forest kind of like a little dark right definitely Mm. narnia though because they like Mm -hmm. traveled to this mystical forest and then all of a sudden these things start happening like ooh. They have a discussion with the trees, which is adorable, because it's Ronan just being like, really? Because Blue's like, well, I don't know, say hello. Ronan's like, god damn it. And she's like, well, be nice okay. to them. And Ronan's like, I don't do nice. <laughs> it's so cute. But basically, Ronan, like, translates for them. Or Ronan speaks Latin, and then Gainsey uh, translate what the trees say back. So um, the trees tell them that they are happy to see Ronan and Blue again, and they're just, or Ronan again. And they're all like, Ronan again? What? And Ronan's like, well, it is my handwriting on the rock, which is like another mystery to them. They're just like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, we're happy to see like Blue. And Blue's like, they know me? (laughs) Like, it's super cute. The battery. Right. (laughs) But they ask about Glendower. The trees have no idea. They're like, sorry. And then they ask the forest, like, how do we get out? And the trees tell them to go back the way that they came. And But the forest thinks that they need to find something first. They're like, oh, there's something back the way you came that we think that you're looking for. And then you'll be able to travel back to your day, which I think is really cute Mm -hmm. how they say it. Um, The gang listens and they start walking back and they come across a red Mustang that's been overgrown with plant life. So Mm -hmm. it's this abandoned car that has an Aglan B sticker and it's just like overgrown, like 
and leaves are cluttered all over it. And um, Noah, before they can like investigate too much, Noah, they're like, where's Noah and Blue? And Noah's puking, like mm-hmm. his guts out. And Blue's like, yeah, I don't think he's feeling good. So they're like, okay, let's just leave. And a couple days later, Gainsey comes to find Blue and says that he wants to go to the church uh, the, that they were at for St. Mark's Day and everything that Blue tells the boys that is on a ley line. And so Gainsey wants to go check it out. But Ronan and Adam are busy. So it would just be the two of them. Which is just like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is adorable, though, because um, the three, Mara, Persephone, and Kala, are all drinking, and Persephone made them drinks, and Mara's like, you put too much vodka, and Persephone's like, oh, my hand just slips. <laughs> it's so cute. But um, Mara yeah. can hear Blue, like, leaving, and because Mara forbade her to see them, and she's yeah. like, you can cut the shit. I already know that you've been sneaking around. She's like, I haven't. She's like, I have literally been your mom since your birth. I know I'm, when you're doing shit. I'm psychic. Right? <laughs> Come on. She's like, I know when you're doing shit, so just stop. And she's like, at least apologize so I think I have some control over you. And it's really funny because Blue's like, well, you know, if you didn't diso- like forbid me for from seeing them, that I wouldn't have to disobey you when I go see them. Mm. And Kara looks at her and goes, this is what you get for using your DNA to make a baby. <laughs> It's so cute. But basically, they're just like, okay, well, now you know I'm sneaking off, so I don't really have to, like, sneak off. But Blue and Gansey talk. So they go to the church, and they're, like, walking down the ley line, and they start talking. And Gansey tells her about the whisper he heard when he was dying from the bee stings because Blue finds the EpiPen. So he tells her that he's, like, deathly allergic to bees and wasps. And seven years ago, while he was, mm-hmm. I forget exactly where he's at, but um, he steps on a hornet's nest and just gets smothered with bees. And he, like, knew that he was dying. But while he was dying, he heard a whisper that said, um, because of Glendower, you will be saved. Someone is dying somewhere else on, like, on the ley line. Someone is dying when they shouldn't, so you mm-hmm. shall live when you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, that's, like, what's clicked. And now he's obsessed with Glendower. Yeah. And blue's like really like that's all it took and he's just like i have to find him he like was I don't... dying right blue. and yeah. something whispered like i'm sorry if that happened to me too i'd be like okay i gotta find this guy yeah it's crazy um uh, but blue also then tells him i'm sorry what were you saying i think he was at like a family party it's um it's right. some dad i just don't know like location wise but i do know he's like one of his dad's friends like made congress or something so oh, they're having yeah. like a party okay. for it and he's just like a bunch of old stuffy people so he went off to go explore on his mm-hmm. own and he stepped on the hornet's nest like a dummy <sighs> uh, blue tells him about not being able to kiss her true love or they will die and she's like please don't tell adam and oh yeah gansy's like oh so that's how it is and she's like no i just like you know don't yeah. know and I'm i want to kiss it. anybody <laughs> exactly she's like i just don't kiss anybody she's like but basically i just want to play it safe like also you don't want to freak someone out but just being like by the way we can't kiss because i can't kiss my true love and you don't want to be like they're like 16 17 yeah. so you don't want to be like you might be my true love for the rest of my life i don't want to kiss you no pressure right <laughs> exactly so it's just like best to just not say anything and not kiss anybody as they continue the walk, it's kind of funny because the entire time the book's like thunder is happening, like the ground is shaking and the two of them just keep talking like they don't even freaking notice. And Blue ends up stepping on an arm bone and they find the skeletal remains of a boy's body. And oh. she's like, oh my god, like this was a kid. Like what happened? And Gainsey finds a wallet and with a driver's license and it's Noah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my baby boy. That was shocking. Right? To me. Right. But now like... But looking, looking back on yeah. it, you're just like, oh, shit, that makes sense. And, like, they never see Noah at school with them. Yeah. He just kind of, like, appears in the right. apartment all the time. He, yeah, they always just say, and um, since Blue is a battery, it makes sense why Noah loves her so mm-hmm. much because he can feed off of her energy yeah. and be why he's, like, so present all the time when Blue's there because mm-hmm. it's easier for him to be present because she's a battery. Yeah. 
So it's just like, ah, it all clicks and wow, makes sense. Wow, I feel dumb. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but Gainsey basically comes home and is just like, where's Noah? And like, that little shit's been dead the whole time. <laughs> right. Which is funny because yeah. Noah, like, when he meets Ashley, like, they shake hands and she's like, oh, you're so cold. He's like, oh, I've been dead for seven years. That's oh, as yeah. warm as it gets. Like, he flat out. Like, uh-huh. even, like, when Gansey, like, confronts him, he's like, what the hell? He's like, I told you guys. Like, mm-hmm. I, I told everybody that I've been dead for seven yeah. years. Like, I was never lying to you. But it's it's adorable. Everyone thought he was just hilarious and had a right? morbid sense They're of humor. Like, okay, sir. <laughs> no. But yeah, mm. the boy's so sad. Um, but yeah, he has, like, a hard time staying present. And Adam kind of puts together it's probably because, like, since... Because Gainsey and Blue obviously called the police because there's a dead body. Mm-hmm. And so the police took the remains. So that his remains oh. are now off the ley line. So they think now it's kind of hard for Noah to stay present because his body's mm-hmm. no longer connected to power. Um, but yeah. And when they ask, like, well, you know, he's like, well, what happened to you? Like, some, I think it's Ronan or Adam are like, well, how'd you die? And Gainsey looks at him and goes, that's not what it is, is it? It's who killed you. Mm-hmm. And Noah's like, I don't want to talk about it. And oh. then, like, dissipates. <laughs> Poor thing. <sighs> but yeah. So um. Gainsey goes home to his mom's birthday. While the rest of the gang talk to Noah and like Blue comes over and they kind of talk about it and they find out that he died seven years ago, the same year as Gainsey did. Mm-hmm. And Noah tells him basically like because Blue is there, he can kind of feed off of her energy and Blue's just like, all right. So Blue's helping him and they kind of like unlock his memories and he's like, oh, you remember who killed you, didn't you? And Noah's like, yeah, well, you guys already know who it is. Mm-hmm because <laughs> because it's welk it's mm-hmm. welk the latin teacher because um well the entire time it's kind of clever how she did this the entire time whenever welk talks about his roommate he always calls him by his last name cernzy right yeah some, i can <coughs> never remember how to pronounce it cernzy cernzy i think some something like that it's something like i think it's like czech <laughs> or something it's something like russian you it's, put a z in the name and i'm like yo i don't know <laughs> exactly it's like c z e n y or something like that i'm pretty it's, sure it's certain z yeah um but he keeps calling him by his last name and the boys don't know his mm-hmm. last name because oh, he they just know him as noah mm-hmm. but when he finds a license plate he puts it together that it's noah certain z so they're just like oh shit and after that everything kind of like yeah yes on his way home from his mother's or from his parents' house, but whatever, it's for his mom's birthday, Gainsey gets stopped by Welk because basically uh, Gainsey was told that Ronan's going to get kicked out of school because of his terrible grades. And Gainsey made a promise to Declan and pretty much the school board that he would get Ronan through school. Like he'd get Ronan good grades, but Ronan's like, fuck school. I want to drop out. I fucking hate it. And they're <laughs> like, he can't like get grades if he's not showing up to class. And Gainsey's like, I will, I will get him through finals. Like, please like don't kick him out just yet. So he's kind of pissed. So he like races home. But of course, like the pigs like, whoa, buddy <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> can only go so fast. So <laughs> he, when he gets stopped, Welk comes up to him and he's like, Hey kid, like what's up? And basically um points a gun at him is just like you and me are taking a trip <laughs> and um ronan kind of kicks in in gainsey's head and mm-hmm. is taught ronan or taught gainsey how to defend himself mm-hmm. so he like punches him in the face and the gun goes flying and he kind of like runs to a ditch so welk can't find him and since welk can't find him because it's dark out mm-hmm. uh welk just drives away so gainsey is able to get away Oh, God. <laughs> at the same time, back at the Ranger Foxway, Kala and Blue and Persephone. <laughs> it's super cute because Kala tries to be like, oh, Blue, you and I are having this movie night, remember? Because that's the night that they're supposed to go through um, Neve's things. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
um, Mara's like, oh, what movie? And Callan throws, like, this, like, German weird movie. And Mara's like, oh, like, that's not something I'm going to want to watch. She's like, oh, whatever. Me and Neve are going to be out anyways. And when Blue and Callow, like, try to go up to Neve's room, Persephone's like, by the way, Mara says she'll be home by midnight, so be done by then. So, once again, Mara knew, like, what their plans were. Yeah. But Mara's just like, whatever, because she also wants to know more about Neve. Um, so they go through her things and everything, uh, cause Blue's there to kind of help Kala cause Kala can touch things and get told like premonitions kind mm-hmm. of, that's how she knew about Ronan. Uh, so they find, it's kind of funny cause she's like, oh, I, she rattles off to Blue and Persephone that some man called her Neve like months ago being like, hey, I need you to come to Henrietta and find a ley line for me. Like, I need you to find it. And, uh, Blue's like, wow, that's so good. And she's like, it's written in her planner. Like, she didn't have to touch anything. She just opened the planner and found it. Yeah. (laughs) It's hilarious. Um, So, everyone comes together uh, after getting Gansey out of the hospital because he punched him incorrectly. So, his hands, like, busted a little bit. Fucking Gansey. Right. And they put together that Welk is the one behind everything. So, Welk is the one that called Neve. Welk is the one that killed Noah. Welk is the one that threatened Gansey. Like, for some reason, Welk wants the ley lines. Mm -hmm. So, they're just like, oh, shit. Um, They all go there. He speaks Latin. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, they all, like, go their separate ways, and Ronan takes Adam home, and Adam's dad attacks him because he finds out that Adam was paying for his schooling instead of giving the money that he was making to his family. So, Mm -hmm. basically, his dad confronts him, and he's like, I thought you said you were going to school on a scholarship. Like, I didn't know you were paying for it. Like, all that money that you could be making, you could be giving to me and, like, the family. And Adam's like, I told you from the beginning it was a partial scholarship, and that's why I was working in the job anyways. Mm -hmm. And so they get into a fight. He hits Adam really hard. He ends up hitting his left ear on the concrete, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he can't hear. And since Ronan dropped him off, Ronan, like, hears all this happening. So he turns around, comes back, kicks his dad's ass, and the cops get called. (laughs) And the cops are going to arrest Ronan, but Adam is like, no, wait, like, he helped me, and I want to press charges. And the pressing of charges lets them let go of Ronan Mm -hmm. and actually take his dad instead. Yes. (laughs) So. It's a horrible scene, but I was just like, yes, Ronan, like, beat him up. (laughs) Also, yes, Ronan, but also, like, way to go Adam Adam, for, like, finally, like, Mm -hmm. stepping up for himself. And I'm just like, what a duo. All of Adam's scenes just, like, at his home, I was like, oh, my God. I know. Just like, get out of there. Right, poor baby. Just go live with gansy and he'll right. let you but it's like a pride thing i know which i totally yeah. get so i'm just like mm, okay fine yeah um but yeah <sighs> after he leaves the hospital uh adam reluctantly comes to live at gansy with gansy and the others and later that night he drives gansy's car to cave's water intending to activate the dormant ley line uh when he gets there he finds welk has captured neve and is about to sacrifice oh, her right. in a pentagram because Welk was told that a life needs to be sacrificed on the ley line to awaken it. So that's what he tried doing with Noah, and it obviously didn't work. But um, Noah did die on the ley line, so that's how he's able to stay. So now he's going to try it again mm-hmm. with Neve, because since Neve is like a, I think he thinks like since Neve is a powerhouse, like she's a psychic, maybe this one will work, like killing yeah. something magical over the ley line. Um, but yeah, Gansey's and the other arrive, having followed Adam, and they tell the police that. They tell Welk that the police are coming to arrest him, and Adam then jumps into the pentagram and sacrifices his own free will, giving oh. himself over to Cave's water, and in return, a... Because basically, um, I think Welk has a gun again, and he's either going to kill Neve or the boys, and so Adam jumps into the pentagram and basically begs Cave's water to help them out of this shitty situation, and in return, to help them out of the shitty situation and to... Um, 
make sure that Gainsey lives because Mm -hmm. Adam thinks that this is the moment that he's going to die. So he tells Caveswater that if you do this for me, I will give myself to you. Like, I will be yours pretty much. Like, I'll be your hands, your eyes, your ears. Like, I will be yours. So he gives himself up to Caveswater and Caveswater answers him by giving (laughs) making a large herd of horned animals stampede out of the forest and crushes Welk to death. Mm-hmm. And to avoid the beast, Gansey, Blue, and Ronin hide in the hollow vision tree. Blue and Gansey both see visions of themselves talking about the kiss, or like talking about kissing. Mm-hmm. And the trees also speak to them, saying that Gansey <clears throat> may be on track to find the resting place of Glendower. And then some weeks later, after this, Gansey, Blue, Ronan, and Adam attend a funeral for Noah because obviously, like, once they get the cops involved, they're able to, like, call Noah's family, who I think still lives in the area. Mm-hmm. And they have a funeral for him. And later on, they dig up his grave. So, like, obviously, they buried him, but they dig up his grave, take his remains back to the ley line at the church, and they bury him there, um, which allows Noah to like reappear and hang out with them still they're mm-hmm. just like we want our friend back so they bury his remains back in the ley line <laughs> Noah appears and finally as the novel closes <laughs> Ronan just like reveals to them they're like um so now that we've been through all this shit we've seen like a herd of animals appear in this crazy forest I'm just gonna tell you guys that uh I pulled Chainsaw the raven out of his dreams mm-hmm so, like, he dreamt her into reality and then brought her from his dreams to real life. Mm-hmm. And he just drops that on them and the book ends. Yep. <laughs> and they're just like, wait, what? <laughs> so. You're magical, too? <laughs> right? They're just like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> so, yeah. Gosh, that book's so good. Oh, it is so good. Like, rereading it, I was just like, oh, not that I forgot, like, how much mm-hmm. I loved it, but it was just like, oh, I remembered, like, why? It's so like unique because it's not it's very whimsical right it's not straight up fantasy it's like magical realism Mm -hmm. sort of and i didn't really know what the plot was i just knew it was really popular when i started i didn't either well i kind of did Mm because you and jane had read it and then you guys were like always talking about it so i was like all right i gotta get on this (laughs) like it's kind of you're like oh what's going on this place is like kind of magical psychics blah 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 oh it's a murder mystery now like right right Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny that we're doing this one instead of lost in the neverwoods because lost in the neverwoods Mm -hmm. gives me raven boy vibes like so much like yes so much i love it so much (laughs) yes random scene that i love i think they're in 99 cent store or something and noah just walks up to them oh that doesn't happen in this one snow globes oh that's not in this one nope oh my god i'm sorry yeah (laughs) that's not in this one i think it's in the next one because at that point they already know that he's dead Mm -hmm. because he like is literally standing next to um ronin and then disappears yeah like randomly and they're like oh shit but yeah that doesn't happen in this one i think it's the next one. every time i see snow globes i'm like no right (laughs) i know i know i know Uh, oh noah i love these boys so much mm -hmm. i love all of them also, if you've only read these and you haven't read the uh, Dreamers trilogy, uh, Declan is much better as a human being in those ones. Yeah. I actually love I've Declan I've heard people love ones. him a lot more. Character development. Right. It's amazing. I have not read those books yet. Yeah. You also find out way more about Ronan um, and, like, his family, which mm-hmm. we'll find out a little bit more in the next one, but... God, his family I is so interesting. Suggest. Right? Oh. oh, you don't even know. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Yes. All right. Uh, closing questions. Who's your favorite character? Oh, who is my favorite character? <laughs> Richard Gansey the third. I'm saying Adam Parrish. Yeah. I love it. Which um, is so funny because usually we pick like the opposite. Right? Yeah. 
usually you pick the like comical funny guy and I typically pick the more sadder one but this right. time I don't know what it is yeah these boys I don't know I love I love Adam so much I think it's just I um know. I like the what happens with him story-wise like mm-hmm. in the other ones like the stuff that he goes through and like the relationship that he has yeah both mm-hmm. of them yep <laughs> yes um, both relationships <laughs> uh least favorite character would obviously be Welk yeah yeah at least in this and, one. For and sure. Declan in this one. Oh, in this one, yes. He's Declan, not in it that much, but Declan's every time. a douche in this one. Yeah. He he does get better, I promise. But yeah. In this one, he's kind of shite. Mm-hmm. What else? What's your favorite scene in this one? I think just probably the caves water. Oh, right. I was going to say, the like, them time. just, like, finding it yeah. and them being like, whoa. Or just any scene when they're all together and right. just kind of shooting the shit, you know, just bantering. Right. Mm-hmm. It is really cute. I do love, like, the little, like, Mod Podge of, mm-hmm. like, you know, band of misfits. Assortment found family. Found family, yes. Your favorite trope. My favorite trope. <laughs> but yes, I do love oh, that man. a lot. Uh, least favorite scene? Mm, any scene involving Adam and his dad. Ooh, right. Yeah. You know, where he right. deafens him. That or like when they find Noah's remains. Because mm-hmm. they're just like, wait a minute. It's so sad. Yeah. Ugh. That was a plot twist. Honestly, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. And then it all makes sense. Uh-huh. Ugh. When you were reading it and you were just kind of telling us what parts you were at, I was like, so what'd you learn about Noah? And then eventually you're like, he's dead. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? Because I was yeah. like, I love Noah. He's so cute. And you were like, oh, uh-huh. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yep, just keep thinking that. And I was like, oh, man. Um. So... Uh, since this is a series, do you think this should be made into a TV show or movie? TV show. I think it'd be mm-hmm. really good TV show, for sure. Yeah. It was gonna be on the sci-fi network, mm-hmm. and then plans fell through, as they normally do right. with things. But I think that the sci-fi network would have been really cool, because right. they have really good I think uh, Netflix quality. could easily pick this up and make mm-hmm. it amazing, because it has very much like Stranger Things vibes to it, mm-hmm. which, I mean, they can do that. Yeah. Netflix. <laughs> Can you please? Just TV show. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure TV I'd show. I'd be happy with any adaptation, but just TV show, yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because it's four books, so I feel like, well, I mean, I guess they could do movies, but I feel like this one, they'd have to do the whole, like, split the last one into yeah, two, because a lot say. of fucking shit happens in the last one. Uh, so I think it'd be really good as TV show. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right, is that it for all of our closing questions? I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shall we get to sorting the boys? Oh, yes. So, blue. <laughs> hmm. Gryffindor or Slytherin? Ooh. I would say. Right? she is very self-reliant. Doesn't like to rely on other people. That is true. She's very, like, sneaky, <laughs> I would say, a little bit. But then, I don't know, she's kind of very blunt, like how Gryffindors are. So, I think she could go either side. Hmm. What you pick? I think Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her mom for sure is a Gryffindor. Oh, Mara. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. No, I think she is. Um, basically, just for, like, the determination aspect, I pulled up the, like, range yeah. that I made with all their things. But uh, just because she is very much, like, when she, she's got her mindset on something, she's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do this, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And, yeah, it's adorable. Plus, like, the relationship that her and her mom have, like, the fact that she, like, Mara doesn't believe in, like, telling her kid what to do. So when Blue finally gets told what to do, she absolutely fucking hates it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, nope, I'm not doing that. It sounds very Gryffindor to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Richard Gainsey the third. Uh, Ravenclaw. Yes. Y- yes. <laughs> There's nothing else. <laughs> there is no alternative to this. He's very quirky. <laughs> I mean, very yeah. sassy. Very sassy. I just love how he'll like throw out like a 10 point word on like yeah. Yahtzee or not Yahtzee. Scrabble. Scrabble. Like he'll throw out like oh, huge the words. I have of my guy. He's playing Scrabble. Oh my God. That's perfect. I know. That's perfect Because <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah. Adam just looks at him like, nobody knows what that means. And he's like, oh, it's the essence of a person. <laughs> like the, like what it is. And I'm like, oh my God. I just love it. I just love the way he like words things. It's like the only person that could decipher Gainsey is Gainsey. Yeah. Which is a very Maybe Helen thing. could decipher him. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Their relationship, Helen and Gainsey, reminded me a lot of Alex and his sister in Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh, yeah. Like, how they mm-hmm. how they can basically like, read each other's minds, and they're always there for each other, and how, like, even though they may not get along all the time, they're very much like, you're still my brother, so I gotta live with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> reminds me of their relationship He's just 100% Ravenclaw. Like, there's nothing. Oh, yeah. Nothing else he could be. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Ronan Lynch. <laughs> oh, Ronan. He's like a hodgepodge honestly honestly because i would he could be gryffindor yeah but he could also be slytherin yeah i mm. which is interesting because him and blue like butt heads Mm -hmm. all the time but they have like like right off the bat they're like brother and sister he literally like one of the first thing he says to her is why are we why are we discussing these things with the terrorist (laughs) and she's like excuse me yeah and he calls her like a midget he's like oh i didn't think that midget was like a oh. adam Parrish's type anyways and adam's like what like what are you talking about like he's just jealous okay obviously there's literally a part where he's teaching adam how to drive stick shift and adam is like doing really well and then he stalls and he just starts yelling at adam like what the fuck dude like for the and then like blue comes in and she like puts her head on like the passenger seat and mm-hmm. she's like oh it's going well huh and adam's just like oh blue and ronan just like gets out of the car and slams the door yep. and just walks like, away fuck this, fuck this right he's just like fuck this girl and i'm just like it's okay ronan it's okay oh man <laughs> plus there's always that's there's that famous line when he's like oh i'm always straight and adam's <laughs> like that's the biggest lie you've ever told <laughs> and i'm like really adam how would you know how would you know because he's always staring at his hands that's how he exactly <laughs> he's always staring at his hands and ronan's always staring at his beautiful eyelashes god damn it <laughs> oh um gosh he's very hard to <laughs> right i'll say gryffindor really i'll say gryffindor yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 no yeah like bad boy Gryffindor. yeah yeah no he's definitely in gryffindor because i was just thinking of matthew mm-hmm. like matthew in general like he would literally take a bullet for that boy yeah oh matthew right we're casting him don't worry <laughs> sorting him he's very easy <laughs> right oh uh, yes um but yeah so ronan's a gryffindor mm-hmm. Adam Parrish. Adam Parrish is a Hufflepuff. He's a Hufflepuff. Oh, yeah. Child of the forest. (laughs) Oh, child of plants. Hardworking. Uh Definitely his patience because he deals with fucking Gainsey and Ronan all the time. Yeah. And his father. He's very loyal. Yeah. And he's very adorable. He just, he literally just like grabs Blue's hand out of nowhere and Blue's just like, oh, I kind of like that. (laughs) So cute. And he looks at her and goes, I'm I'm terrified of flying. I fucking hate it. Here we go. Oh, I, it's so cute. I was so confused because I, like, looking at all of the fan art and stuff, it's all mm-hmm. uh, Gansey and blue. Right. So I was like, oh, this is the ship. 
And then when the book starts, I'm like, Adam. <laughs> exactly, right? Which is but I'm like, but I don't sad. hate this. I didn't hate it. I was I just like. I didn't hate it either, but I was like, mm-hmm. it was so bittersweet because you know it's going to end. Like, yeah. you know, like right off the bat is like she sees Gainsey mm-hmm. when she doesn't see anybody their spirit and like she's going to kill her true love with a kiss. And it's just like, you know, it's Gainsey. You yeah. know, Gainsey's like end game. So mm-hmm. everything that happens between her and adam is just like it's very very cute mm-hmm. it's very adorable and at the same time you're just like i'm just waiting for the shoe to drop it's very like instant with them yeah so i feel like if if uh gansy wasn't there if ronan wasn't there uh it would be the two of them but yeah <laughs> because but there's Gainsey. others you know <laughs> but gansy exists so mm-hmm. yeah they're like the taylor and the or the taylor i'm sorry the <laughs> my god oh fuck <laughs> are you gonna say jacob and bella it's the jacob and the bella where i don't like hate it right it would have been fine, but... But... Edward's there. <laughs> but Gainsey's there. Gainsey's there. Right. Yeah. No, totally, uh, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's adorable. But even they both question it. Mm-hmm. Like, Blue's just like, I don't know why he finds me attractive. We're polar opposites and we don't even look like we'd be a couple. Yeah. And Adam's very much like, she's really pretty. <laughs> he just likes pretty things. He, d- <laughs> <laughs> he does like pretty things. Uh, oh, man. God damn it. All right, Noah. Noah's a Hufflepuff. He's a fucking Hufflepuff. <laughs> right, Noah's a Hufflepuff for sure. Sweet, soft baby boy. Especially because even like when Welk like talks about him in the past, Welk's very much like, oh, like Welk wanted to fight the ley lines for power. Like he wanted something out of it. And Noah, he says, is always just like, okay, like we're going on an adventure. Mm-hmm. And like Noah didn't really care about the power. He was just like, yeah, let's go find it. Mm-hmm. Which is very Hufflepuff. He just follows. Following the leader. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. And his, like, relationship with Blue is purely adorable. Yeah. And it's very, like, Hufflepuff. Noah's so heartbreaking. Very heartbreaking. He made me cry a few times. Oof. I remember. I can't wait till we get to a certain scene. It made me cry because it's Noah Mm -hmm. that happens. But Maggie's writing is, I think it's in the third one. She did a chef kiss in case you... (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry. Chef's kiss. Sorry. (laughs) They heard it, though. (laughs) <laughs> if you're wondering what it was it was a chef's kiss <laughs> okay right. mr professor barrington welk squib i was gonna say squib literally squib who wishes he was magical Mm-hmm. because he does he quite yeah. literally wishes that he had the magic of the ley line does not have the magic in him hell no ley line's like can you just stop <laughs> mm. ridiculous mara we already said gryffindor gryffindor yeah persephone Pers- Stephanie Ravenclaw. Yes. I mean, she's Luna Lovegood. She's Luna Lovegood. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's Kala, definitely Ravenclaw. Kala's a Raven, or not Ravenclaw, I'm saying, uh, Gryffindor. Yeah. Probably. Definitely. I would say, if not, badass possibly, Hufflepuff. Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's adorable because uh, when Blue gets the flowers from Adam, Kala kind of, like, gives her shit for it. But at the same time, like, she does something and Blue's like, deep down, I think she's a romantic. Like, I think Kala <laughs> definitely finds it adorable about what's happening between them. Mm-hmm. And Kala's just like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, Kala also tells, because um, Kala, like, gives it to her straight about her dad. Because she's finally like, mm. is Neve here? Like, is my aunt here? Because she's helping my mom find my dad. Yeah. And Kala and Persephone are like, yes. And she's like, okay, I fucking knew it. And then Kala, like, straight up tells her, they're like, oh, he came in, swept your mom off your feet, made her a useless friend for a year, <laughs> knocked her up, and then disappeared, like, right after you were born. And um, 
I forget what she says, but Persephone's like, God, you have to be like so like callous about it. And Blue's like, it's fine. I don't care. Like, I just want to know. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute because Cal is like, oh, yeah, because Mara called him like puppy and lover and then butternut. <laughs> and it, she's like, you're making this up. She's like, why the fuck would I make this shit up? Like, no, that's really what your mother called him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I can't picture my mom being like that. And then later on, when they all come together, she like blue kind of tells Mara like, oh, I know why she's here. She's helping you find butternut. And Mara's <laughs> like, oh, who the fuck told you? That that's what I used to call your father. Amazing. It's great. And when we finally discover blue's father, it's just like, it's so what? <laughs> right. I was like, this is the man okay it's hilarious it is mm-hmm. oh man is that everybody do we cast and sword everybody caves water is a ravenclaw oh yeah chainsaw <laughs> chainsaw is a hufflepuff yeah chainsaw is a hufflepuff <laughs> oh man Pig. i love this series so much pigs are gryffindor a car yeah yeah Yes. There's so many things that are, like, characters, but not characters. Honestly, because, I mean, Maggie's really good at giving life to things. Mm-hmm. Like, inanimate objects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they all have, like, their own personality. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so excited that we're doing this series. I wanted it to be, like, our whole November thing, but, like I said, life got in the way, but I'm sure we'll finish them in November. Mm-hmm. Or... It's very, it's a fall book, for sure. Exactly. Like, the entire show or movie it's just gonna be in the season of fall the whole time pretty <laughs> the much season does not change nope mm-hmm. nope <laughs> where is it a real place henrietta henrietta virginia yeah i believe so okay huh yeah pretty sure i don't know let's google yeah it definitely is yep henrietta is an unincorporated community in calhoun county west virginia united states wikipedia there's even a like a certain henrietta virginia accent oh is there a 300 fox way is that an actual address i don't think so <laughs> interesting also for these like for the setting i have such a clear image in my head of everything which is something that hasn't happened since like six of crows Ooh. Like reading or harry potter where it's just very clearly the world is in there like even 300 fox way like the house the layout of the house is very specific in my brain right uh Gainsey's loft apartment thing mm-hmm. <laughs> where is you that know, again it's uh, like a warehouse yeah mm-hmm. it's a, it's really interesting because the boys even talk about how they don't know exactly what the warehouse was like used for mm-hmm. but it's obviously something ginormous because it's like two levels so like the bottom level is like storage and the top level is where they actually live yeah it's basically just like a big loft mm-hmm. yeah if you play The Sims, there's really cool people yeah. that have made both 300 Foxway, which literally looks exactly how I pictured it. And then they've also made Mammoth Manufacturing. Don't talk to me about The Sims right now. <laughs> literally, <laughs> I got a new laptop and I re-downloaded The Sims and it's consumed my life. Excellent. As it so should. So now I'm going to have to go make the Raven Boys tonight. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. There's also a paranormal pack that helps oh, you. It's not they were going to add tarot reading, which I was really hoping because I was just like, they can do a seance, can, right? Fully. Yeah, they can uh-huh. do a seance um and there's also like the the spellcaster one Mm -hmm. which when i did i actually did like the raven boys and i had it all planned out persephone was going to be adam's mom and i was just i was just going to have her like miraculously become pregnant (laughs) because that's something persephone would do Mm. yeah so yeah tangent so sorry that's the raven boys yeah and that's the raven boys (laughs) 
<laughs> that book is nothing but tangents, honestly. Honestly. So. Uh, we could also sit here and talk about these boys for hours. I could write a whole ass essay about my love for Gansies. Mm-hmm. Same, but Adam. Um, <laughs> Are you currently reading anything? Uh, I'm still reading Lost in Neverwoods. I'm in a bit of a book slump. Not because of the book. It's just, you know, mental health-wise. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love it yeah. so far. What am October's I watching? has been a rough month. Yeah. Mentally. I'm watching something. Oh, uh, Squid Game. Oh, nice. Yeah. I haven't started that. I recently just rewatched uh, Over the Garden Wall. Mm. So I found my DVD and I was like, ah, perfect. I watched mine last weekend. Excellent. As I ate those uh, those sugar cookies with the pumpkins on them. Oh, the Perfect. Yeah excellent what are you reading again or you just finished i just finished stardust so i'm very excited to do the movie sode because um it's actually really cute because like i said he's the one that actually did it so neil gaiman is the author Mm -hmm. and he narrated it which i thought was really cool because it's the first time i've ever done that one or done something like that and then at the end of it they interviewed him and they asked him like what was the origin of stardust and everything so it was really cute like his story on like how he came up with the idea Mm -hmm. so I'm excited to do that movie so sometime in the future. Super cute. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's, the, it was really weird because in the beginning half, I was like, oh, this is pretty much like the movie. And mm-hmm. then the second half, I'm just like, oh, okay, this is pretty much nothing like the movie. <laughs> cool. They just so, kind of went off. <laughs> right. Which happens sometimes. Yeah. Mm. It's very interesting. I was just like, why did we decide to do this movie? But well, <laughs> whatever. That'll be an interesting discussion. Yeah. Super excited. Um, thinking either like December or January for that mm-hmm. one so yes <laughs> i guess that is it so the next thing we do will either be dream thieves or lost in the neverwoods depends mm-hmm. i don't know i don't mind if we like throw in lost in the neverwoods in between these boys because mm-hmm. there's four of them yeah four of them yeah yeah so <laughs> excited uh i feel so relieved to like finally tell you my blue and Gansy. I, I was like, that's why so like excited. i had planned these i was like oh these will be perfect for november we'll just do mm-hmm. them all and like there are books that we've already read so it'll be easy mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah i'm excited okay yeah all righty ah, thanks so much for listening guys keep reading and keep watching bye bye